listening to a resource from Jambrew Anglican Church. And there are five. There are a few more in the bank, but uh, I've chosen five for this week. If God wants everyone to follow him, then why does he only choose some? Well, this topic's all come up because of the first chapter in Ephesians. We're, we're up to talk five of 17 talks. And it all the time talks about how God is the one who is behind us following him. That we can have such confidence in eternity because God is the one who has intervened in our own lives. He, he does desire that all people follow him. But the problem, as we'll see in a moment, is that we are all by nature spiritually dead. All of us need God to to miraculously intervene in our lives. And the question is, why doesn't he do that in every single person's life? Well, the best answer I've got is the one from the Bible, and that is, only God knows. How is it that he will have mercy on some and not on others? I do not know. But we stand in wonder. In fact, one of the Bible readings we'll have in a moment from the book of Romans does just that. It says, wow, Lord, you are just mind-blowing in who you are. But the point with all of this is that if you have a feeling in your heart that you want to come to Jesus and say, would you please let me be part of your family? Then that feeling is actually something that has come from God. And he's not going to say, no, 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 I'm not going to let you in. He's, of course, come in. And that is the great thing, that if he's drawing you to himself, then he's behind that. And you can have such confidence that as he sweeps you in, that you will say, yes, I want to do that. Question two, is the power that raised Jesus from the dead the same that the Holy Spirit gives? Well, um, we read this last week in Ephesians chapter one. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. So is that power that raised Jesus from the dead the same power that we get as the Holy Spirit lives in us? Well, yes, it's the same person, the Holy Spirit, as he lives in us. It doesn't mean that you'll be going around shouting at cemeteries and people will be coming out of the grave in that same sort of way. But we do have the same powerful Holy Spirit within us. And as I mentioned last week, at those times when we might be feeling weak and troubled then we should pray that the Holy Spirit would in fact give us strength and lead us and strengthen us. It is that same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the power that we too can access when we are followers of Jesus. Thirdly, is the church the believers of Christ? Well, last week in verse 23, this is where this question comes from. It said, And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ, who fills all things everywhere with himself. Now, when we go through the book of Ephesians, it's going to start talking about the church, the church, the church quite a bit. And I mentioned last week that when it does talk about the church, it's not talking about a building here. It's not talking about the group of people specifically that meet here at Jamboree on a Sunday morning. And it's not even talking about the Anglican Church or the Catholic Church or the Uniting Church or a denomination like that. When it talks about the church, it's actually talking about the super-duper-duper church of all believers in Jesus throughout time from thousands of years before. 
and even into the future if it is the case that Jesus doesn't return for quite some time. And it's this gathering of all people who are spiritually with God in heaven right now. Now, it's a pretty mind-blowing thing to think about. But if you are a follower of Jesus, you are part of that ultimate church. And you are gathered with Jesus, even right now, spiritually, which is amazing. That is the ultimate church that we hear about here as we read through Ephesians and we will hear more about in the coming weeks. Two to come. How important is it to be specific in our prayers? Well, often when we're praying out loud in church, or even if I'm praying for somebody, I might just pray to God, oh, yeah, Lord, and, oh, and I pray for Cameron and Alex as they are missionaries. And I pray for Mandy. And I, pray, and I might list down different names. Now, I think that's kind of fine to do that, because as I'm praying to God and mentioning their name, then I'm saying to God that I believe that he's in control of everything and that he will care for them and he'll look after them and that he will do what is best for them. But it's also a good thing, I think, to, to be praying, specific, whoops, praying specifically for people's needs. So I mentioned Cameron and Alex. They are uh, friends who are living over in Dublin. They're from Australia, but they're over in Dublin, and they are going around telling people about Jesus. And they have been—they bought a new little house to live in, and they couldn't get there from Northern Ireland because of the COVID restrictions. Last weekend, they were able to move in, and they've now got a new phone number and a new address and everything like that. That is a specific answer to the prayers that we've been praying. We've been praying, Lord, get them into their house, get them into their house. I'll give you a new prayer to pray for them, and they that is that they've sent an email saying, would you please help us to have good conversations with our neighbours? Because we've just moved into this new street. We want them to say, so what do you do? And they can say, we are people who are full-time missionaries. We talk to people about Jesus all the time. And would you like to chat about him? So that's what we can ask as a specific prayer. It's good to ask specifically for things because amongst other things, it says to God that we know that he's in control of specific things, not just general stuff. And even more than that, when he answers our prayers, we can go, tick, yeah, how good is that? I sometimes I have some fancy little systems in my phone with little prayer diaries and tick-off lists and sometimes, and then sometimes I forget to use them. I just pray whatever, whatever. And then I think, oh, I should really open that thing up again. I open it up again and I have a look here and say, oh, he answered that one. Oh, he answered that one too. And it's a great sense of joy. So yeah, be specific in your prayers. It's a good thing to do. Finally, what is the best way to encourage friends to love the Lord with all their heart, soul and mind? I'm guessing the person here who's asked this has said, I've got some friends who I know love Jesus. They love the Lord Jesus, but they're just feeling a bit weak. They're, They're not fully loving him with their heart and soul and mind. How can I rev them up a bit? Well, the best way for them to get revved up is by God. And the best way for God to rev them up is for them to have a work of God's Holy Spirit in their life. How does he do that? He does that through his word, the Bible. As we open up the Bible and read the Bible, the miracle is that God's Holy Spirit brings these words to life so that we can hear God speaking to us. So if I want a mate of mine to say, hey, I want to get fired up to love Jesus a bit more, best way is to flick him the Bible and say, hey, get into this. Maybe sit down and read with him. And if you yourself are feeling a bit weak in in your faith with God, best thing to do, grab a Bible, have a read. It's not it, it, it is the only book in the world where the author is actually present with the book speaking to you at that very time. Amazing. Get into it. But 
Another way to do that is to be meeting together. Now, this is such a weird time, isn't it? Some of us are able to meet in this building. Some of us right now are meeting over in the hall. Hopefully the sound's coming loud and clear over there. And a whole lot of you are watching via the internet right now. It's weird. But even though we are in different bits of the building and the world, we're still together in this moment, encouraging one another. So keep meeting together. And this is a great way. As you listen to God's word, do it together and have that moment of going, yeah, and wow, and yeah, and I want to follow Jesus more and more and more. Uh, you might even like to join with me each morning, except for Sunday mornings. I, I uh, on a, At 7 o'clock each morning, go to zoom.jamburuanglican.com and we spend half an hour reading the Bible and praying. If you want to come and join us to do that any week, any weekday, Monday through to Saturday, you're very welcome to do that. That's another fun thing to do. I always like to put a little plug in for that. We have fun when we get together, the few of us, and you're welcome to do that as well. Thank you for listening to this resource from Jamboree Anglican Church. For more information, head to jamborooanglican.com.